Hello, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. We are going to start with one of your favorite subjects this morning. We are going to start by talking about the Minnesota Twins. Well, it depends if they win or not. Otherwise, <laughs> as you know, I get a little crabby. Right. Sometimes we just have to turn it off. You did a great job last night turning the TV off when things weren't going so well. <laughs> I don't know. How did the game if turn out last night? score some runs, that would help. That would help. Right. Well, they were playing, what, the hottest team in baseball, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but yes, we are big Minnesota Twins fans at our house. Uh, Andrew and Eli both enjoy uh, following them very closely. I enjoy them not quite as closely, but uh, it is fun to, to watch um, what they're up to. So we've been listening to the radio as we've been driving around, uh, listening to Twins games and such, and the big talk is their star, one of their stars, many stars, but Carlo Correa, shortstop, has plantar fasciitis. Yes. And this is this is a bit of a uh, mystery for all of us Twins fans because we just don't know how it will resolve, if it will resolve, if he can play or not, right? Yeah, some of those. And why is that so complicated yeah, with plantar fasciitis? Some of those fasciitis? sports fans might have PTSD from plantar fasciitis from various players in various sports through mm-hmm. the years, where it sometimes it can seem something so minor, and sometimes it can be so severe they never play again. Mm. Um, but typically, um, it is pain at the, the bottom of the heel mm-hmm. and, um, and it's often worse when a person gets, uh, first gets up in the morning. Mm. Um, and as you're getting it stretched out now that may last through the day, maybe it gets better as the day goes on there. And some days can be worse than others. Um, this certainly isn't something that only affects professional ball players. Yeah, it's uh, not like an athlete's injury necessarily. It can happen to anybody. Right. Okay. Um, can happen from poor fitted shoes or starting a new exercise routine, such as running or obesity can increase your risk. And and sometimes it just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in this time of year, sometimes we don't see a few more people with it because people are just getting out and more active sometimes and uh, maybe they overdo or whatever that triggers it. Um, and it's hard, you know, it can just go away on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can you can do some stretches where you stretch kind of with your toes pointed upward mm-hmm. um, or maybe take a towel around the bottom of your foot and pull it towards yourself. Um, and of course, here I am on radio demonstrating Try all demonstrate these things. that. Andrew's acting uh, these things out. Sorry, you all can't see that. <laughs> um, but uh, wearing a, a heel rise insert in your shoe can be helpful for symptoms anyway and mm-hmm. such. And, and or even a night splint, uh, something that kind of keeps your foot stretched upwards at night uh, c- can help with that. Um, 
Sometimes later we even consider doing an injection or even having someone in a boot mm-hmm. um, or in general avoiding activities that make it worse though. Sure. And so um, that's why some of these ball players will sit out a few games and try to get it better and and then want to get back at it again because it's, right. you know, sometimes playable and sometimes not. Mm-hmm. So what exactly is it? Is so, it like a nerve thing, a bone thing? What? What's well, happening? you know, and sometimes people call it heel spurs. Okay. But the, these little calcifications that can show up in an x-ray at the bottom of the foot where the fascia down there on the bottom of the foot connects to the heel. Those irritations and stuff can cause calcifications. It can show up on x-ray as a heel spur. But some people with heel spurs that show up on the x-ray may or may not have pain, plantar fasciitis pain, Mm. and vice versa. Someone can have plantar fasciitis pain and and not have heel spurs. So okay. it's not a matter of we can just, oh, do surgery and remove those. That's something we rarely do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the um, but but it's kind of this irritation, a, a tendonitis, basically. Okay. Inflammation of that fascia um, on the bottom of the foot okay. that, that connects the heel to all the tendons in the foot kind of like this the 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 string on a bow that kind of helps keep the arch of the foot there Mm, okay gotcha yes a good reminder as our podiatrists have talked to us about those good shoes to help support us in some of those things too right yep and so good to walk oh so good to run and exercise uh, and stay active but uh, don't do too much too soon sure work your way up right all right. Well, thanks for that update because I had some questions about Because I'm hearing a lot about plantar fasciitis as we've been listening to the Minnesota Twins lately. So hopefully, hopefully, Carlos Correa will get back out there soon and will feel like himself again. Yes. So I think yep. I was talking to Eli about it, and he said that um, Correa described it as uh, someone putting a knife in his heel or something. Yeah. Like just this really yeah. sharp, terrible pain. So that's a bummer. And so, and all of our listeners, if any of them are experiencing that, just going, starting with your family doc um, to talk through some options if you have plantar fasciitis and some, sounds like there are some options to help deal with the symptoms and perhaps heal, help with the healing as well. Yes. So, all right. Well, let's go to our first break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605 692 30 with any medical questions you would like us to address 605-692-1430 we will return following this informative message from the avera medical group the grass is growing and that means it's time to mow please remember these safety measures to protect your health wear goggles hearing protection gloves and long pants always wear sturdy closed-toed shoes while mowing the lawn do not drink alcohol or use other substances before or while using your lawnmower. Do not remove safety devices or guards on the mower and never insert hands or feet into the mower to remove grass or debris. Parents, teach these safety measures to your children. This safety tip is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. 
1430. This week in our Prairie Doc essay, we have a wonderful essay written. Um, Dr. Ellsworth, you want to tell us about it? You didn't write it, but it's a great essay, so we want to highlight it. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was written by Nikki Eining, uh, an outpatient clinical mental health therapist with Avera Medical Group Behavioral Health Brookings Clinic. And uh, and uh, really nice uh, essay about, uh, you know, some of our emotions and, and being honest with ourselves and others around us and emotional intelligence. Um, she's a counselor, and so this is definitely uh, something she is an expert at. And uh, I learned some things from this article. But, you know, it, kind of, it talks about how, you know, of course, he always asks, how are you doing? And we always say, oh, good, you know, even when things are falling apart. And uh, how it can really be helpful to um, be honest <laughs> mm-hmm. with each other. But, you know, as Midwesterners, we don't want to burden anyone else with our problems. But, you know, having uh, uh, actually making a connection with someone and and being honest isn't, uh, you know, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. But she brings up a skill that, uh, you know, sometimes we don't even recognize our own feelings mm-hmm. or, or label them or, or know what's going on. And that can be so helpful and it can help us gain some, I don't know if you want to say control over our feelings, but not letting them control us anyway by going through this ruler acronym. Um, so the ruler stands for recognizing. So recognizing your that boy, I'm angry right now. Why am I angry right now? Mm-hmm. And um, understanding why am I understand? Oh, it's because the twins did so bad. <laughs> That's why you know. So so now I've 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 recognized it, and understand it, and I've labeled it. This is anger, and it's because the twins can't score runs. And so we've got recognizing, understanding, labeling, expressing. Now I'm expressing this. You know, I can say to Laura, I am angry right now, but it's because the twins lost. And now she doesn't feel like, why is Andrew angry at me? <laughs> you know, and, and which can just escalate. You know, right. so I'm gaining control over this emotion and not letting it overcome me and get between me and my wife, all because the twins can't score any runs. Right. Um, so we've got recognizing, understanding, labeling, expressing, and regulating. And maybe me saying, okay, this is not something I need to ruin the rest of my day. I'm going to regulate this anger and not, not, <laughs> not ruin the day since the twins can't score runs. Right. right. And, and so otherwise, it would have just been this, I was just angry, mm-hmm. you know? So that's where this acronym RULER can be helpful to, for us to overcome our emotions. Yeah. And that, of course, is a very um, lighthearted example that you shared, but we have all sorts of different yeah. emotions. And some are those little things, like you said, these little things can tip us off, and some are some really big oh, things. Oh, legitimate things. Yes. But mm-hmm. still recognizing it and mm-hmm. labeling it and expressing it and, you know, talking it over with someone can really be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yeah. does seem like a really helpful tool as we try to communicate our emotions with others or even with ourselves to have an understanding of how we're feeling. So, yeah, so if you missed it, I would recommend you uh, catch this essay this week, uh, The Prairie Doc Perspective. It's in Monday's Brookings Register, but it's also in lots of other newspapers uh, through several states. And you can find it on the Prairie Doc website as well to get some insight. And if you are, you know, find that 
you're having so many mental health concerns or issues, depression and anxiety yourself or others, encouraging them to, to reach out and get some help and see a counselor and, and get some of these tools mm-hmm. like Ruler. This is just one little example of all the different tools in your toolbox that you can get to help with your emotions and that a counselor can help you through that. And, and we've got some odd, a lot of great options right here in town. Um, and, you know, even, you know, there's getting to be some, some other options available even on, um, um, you know, remotely or on mm-hmm. Zoom, however you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, that can help um, help you to uh, reach out and get some help. And, and so please do. Yeah, it's always good to reach out. And if you don't know, if you aren't going in to see your doc soon and you don't want to make an appointment, um, you can always call 211. I haven't talked about 211 for a while on here. 211 is a wonderful resource um, that's available throughout South Dakota. And so you can call 211 and they know about lots of different resources throughout that are local to our community, throughout the state, even even like national hotlines that might be appropriate for you to connect to. So if you are like, I, I know I need to reach out. I don't know where to start. Uh, 211 is a great number to call and there are some very helpful people there answering those phones and we'll help connect you to some resources too so that's another great resource to reach out to so and of course uh, seeing selfless plug but seeing your doc or in make you know seeing primary care doc and you know mm-hmm. and that it's another way that you can kind of be anonymous about it because you could be seeing them for any reason mm-hmm. and and they can often help guide you through that process or get connected with a counselor or or consider medication if needed or is appropriate there's there's so many different kinds of medications that uh, and and I'm certainly not uh, just talking about any of these addictive ones or whatever else they're ones that are quite benign and very helpful for a lot of people um, that that can help just a little bit and and start to help with along with counseling and exercise and and um, meditation or prayer or yoga all those things can help with our mental health mm-hmm. and yeah. eating healthy and getting sleep those help too don't they yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. Our programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Attention drivers, there are many bikers on the road. Please remember these rules. Share the road. Bicyclists have the same rights to the road as motor vehicles do. It is the law to allow three feet between your car and the bicyclist. Give bicyclists space on the road. When turning right, look right before proceeding. Always check the sidewalks as well as the traffic lanes when merging or turning. Slow down and watch for pedestrians and bicyclists. The Avera Medical Group Brookings encourages drivers as well as bikers to help prevent accidents. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you may have. 
We are in our encore season here in the summertime where we start to reshare some of our television programs from the past year. And this Thursday, we will be rebroadcasting our skin cancer show that Prairie Doc Jill Cruz hosted with Kendra Watson from Dakota Dermatology in Sioux Falls and Dr. Jenny Nelson from Avera Medical Group Dermatology in Sioux Falls. And they spend time talking about skin cancer. So there's a lot to learn there. I know many of us have experience with skin cancer or have someone close to us who have. Dr. Ellsworth, why is skin, is, I mean, is skin cancer so common? Is oh, it yeah. true? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It yeah, feels like it is. And especially the the squamous cell cancers and basal cell cancers that are the, along with melanoma, can are in, increased risk from sun exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but those ones um, are extremely common and thankfully usually don't ever spread but they for, but they can grow right where they're at and can be devastating themselves if they get big enough or um disfiguring or anything but uh um, of course the bottom line there is prevention mm-hmm. um and using sunscreen and using a wide-brimmed hat and and being smart about uh, being in the sun and reapplying sunscreen and and so on but uh um but Oh, you know, if you've got a spot that's growing or changing or dark and irregular in color, irregular borders, um, or just wondering, you know, it's good to get it checked out. And that's something you can bring up to your regular doc. Um, there is a skin cancer screening clinic, uh, coming up at the clinic, um, I, I, it's either a day or two, and I don't have the exact dates in front of me. But if you sure. call the clinic, you could There's find options out. for that too. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, just uh, get 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 things looked over. And and um, melanoma is the the kind that is particularly really dark, oftentimes, and and can be irregular, and and that's the kind that can spread. That um, if we spot it, we really want to get it cut out, and sometimes a wider area. Um, and so, you know, especially if you have a family history of melanoma, that's another reason you want to get checked over regularly. Mm -hmm. So with melanoma, you said normally we remove, it's normally removed by cutting it out. Yes. Um, and the earlier, the better. Yep. Okay. Yep. What happens if you don't get it cut out early enough? What, what might we see? So it can metastasize, mm-hmm. and then you can have different spots that show up anywhere in the body, including inside the body. And mm-hmm. so then those spots can be harder to detect or find or can grow more advanced. And um, sometimes you can cut it out, and it could still have spread and then shown up somewhere else later and and stuff. So that's one where then sometimes people need chemotherapy or radiation or anything. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about pathology. I know that's kind of the thing. I know I've had mole removed, and it's like, do you send it to pathology or not? How do we? How do you help um, do the cost-benefit analysis of whether or not to send something off to pathology usually? Well, nowadays, almost everything is sent. Okay. I kind of have to, as a physician, there's things that I'll take off that I'll know, you know, is fine like a mole or a skin tag yeah i mean in moles even moles will often but maybe a skin tag like you said or or, um or a cyst of some kind or something and you can always request 
say, ah, do you really think we need to send that off? Because that is something that can add more cost. It's a pathologist looking at it under a microscope. Sure. Um, but it's good to make sure it's not cancer, too. It's certain, certainly if there's any type of question. Uh, so standard procedure for in most circumstances is to send it off. And what happens yeah. when we send it off then? Then that goes to Sioux Falls and from here. Okay. And... Uh, um, and and then a pathologist, a doctor that is going to look at it and slice it up, and in bunches small pieces and look at it in, under a microscope and see if they're how the cells look and its mitotic, you know, activity. Um, if it's fast growing or it looks like it might be cancerous. Okay. That's because that, yeah. I didn't really know exactly what happens if they say, yeah, we're going to send this to pathology. What does that mean? And then we usually get a report usually pretty quickly, right? Yeah, within a day or two. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it might be a week. That. Okay. Um, you know, right. sometimes when it is a cancer, it seems to take a little bit longer than when it's not. You know, they're looking okay. a little more carefully or closely okay. sometimes. I mean, they look at them all carefully and closely. There's but, additional procedure probably. Right. Okay. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a good chance it's going to be maybe three days or so, but it could certainly be a week. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. And then you add in the weekends and stuff like that. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So we have to be patient, patient sometimes. Yep. Yes. Yep. All right. So, yeah, the big things with skin cancer prevention, of course, is to remember our sunscreen and to reapply it frequently throughout the day. Get it on in the morning and, and uh, reapply throughout the day. That's that's good. Sounds like I'm going to be hearing about this later. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you do okay, but sometimes yeah. you need reminders <laughs> to get the sunscreen on. Um, but, yes, I feel like as I'm getting a little older that I feel the sun more and I want that sunscreen on to protect yeah. myself. I feel like, oh, I can feel the sun if uh, it's been a little while since I've reapplied. So time to get that sunscreen on and prevent that damage. And kudos to all those mothers and, and grandparents and out there that are applying the sunscreen for their kids and stuff and encouraging that and getting those habits in there. Because oftentimes it's our childhood exposures that is most cumulative to oh, really? adds up. That Tell me more about that. Well, I mean, granted, if you are ha- got the summers off and you're outside all the time mm-hmm. the day, I mean, that's a large part of it. But even just it's lifetime exposure. All, it all matters. Okay. But sometimes even though that earlier exposures and childhood exposures are, are increase our risk even more. Ah, okay. And sunburns too, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to prevent a sunburn anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, sunburns can increase your risk of something developing. Okay. So all this lathering on we're doing now for our kiddos uh, will have impact for them when they're in their 60s and 70s yes. and yep. all of that. Yep. So, all right. Labor of love. Labor of love. All right. Thanks for those reminders. That's good. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now with any of your questions at 605 605- 692-1430 Our programs are available as a podcast Just look for Prairie Deck wherever you find your podcast We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group Be aware, with warmer weather you may find ticks Ticks live in grassy, bushy, or wooded areas Spending time outside walking your dog, camping, gardening, or hunting can bring you in close contact with ticks. 
To prevent ticks from attaching, treat your clothes and gear with products containing 0.5% permethrin. Permethrin can be used to treat boots, clothing, and camping gear and remains protective through several washings. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. As I was welcoming you all back, I'm itching my ankle because I have bug bites on my ankle and on my hand and everywhere. And I'm sure most of um, any of us who are spending some time outside right now are experiencing it feels like extra bugs right now, Dr. Ellsworth. What do we need to be aware of when it comes to um, protecting ourselves from some of these bug bites and, and treating them? Yeah, I've certainly heard from plenty of people, and myself included, the, the gnats are so bad this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can be really tricky. It sometimes seems like regular bug spray doesn't do it. Although lately I've heard uh, vanilla extract, and I feel like that has helped. So, Rub a little so. behind the ears. That's what we've been trying yep, to do. Yep, <laughs> and stuff. Yep, yeah. absolutely. So what's your question? <laughs> so as far as what do we need to do to protect ourselves from bug bites and um, and perhaps talk about ticks as we've heard from different people that uh, there, there seems to be a lot of ticks this season right now too. Yeah, tick, ticks are, are out as well, and, and uh, they like especially wooded areas or grasses and uh, um, they can just quickly start crawling up and <laughs> get in. So it's good to check yourself from ticks. And, um, you, you know, some ticks can carry diseases and, uh, and like Lyme disease. Now, now, theoretically, we don't get that around here, but not too far away in Minnesota, you can. Mm-hmm. And as climate change uh, happens, it, we have been seeing some of these diseases and uh, different uh uh, bugs that carry diseases uh, change their areas oh, that they're in. Okay. Um, so something to consider there. Um, so if you get bit by a tick and it's a, a rash, especially a target-like rash, then then you want to come in and get get that checked out. But it's better just get it removed as soon as you see it. And 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 uh, if it's on for less than 24 hours, that can significantly decrease your risk of mm. getting like Lyme disease. But um, but yeah, so, it, you know, bug spray with DEET can help with ticks um, and mosquitoes. And of course, around here also with mosquitoes, we get concerned about um, West Nile disease, mm-hmm. West Nile virus. And um, that peaks in late summer, mm-hmm. but it can start to show up now. And that can cause headache and fever and... Um, sometimes worse worse symptoms mm-hmm. uh, and in, in encephalitis and uh, a brain in inflammation or infection but uh the um the the key is prevention and so avoiding being out when in when it's uh you know dawn and dusk when the mosquitoes are out and using mosquito repellent or wearing long <laughs> Long pants and shoes and socks and so on. Maybe when you need to do the yard work and that, and then the gnats and mosquitoes and stuff can't get you as easily. Yeah, you're usually a shorts and t-shirt kind of guy out in the yard, but yeah. uh, they were so bad. Even you put on the long right. pants, long 
long sleeves when you were mowing the other day. Right. And that did help. That does help. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Less exposure. And if that means you're going to be itching your ankles a lot less for a while, maybe that's (laughs) worth it. Maybe that's worth it. I should probably wear more socks and shoes and less sandals when I'm walking across the grass with all of the the little gnats that are out there. But yeah, it seems like the mosquitoes aren't too bad yet, probably because we've been so dry and all that as well. But um well, I'm sure they'll be coming. Right, so right. good reminders. And then to treat like the itching, anything you recommend for for itch from these? Yeah, you could use a Benadryl cream or a, a which is a diphenhydramine cream. The generics is just fine too. And then the um, uh, hydrocortisone cream. So hydrocortisone is a, a weak steroid mm-hmm. cream that can help with itching and decrease inflammation and the reaction. Uh, and the Benadryl also can decrease the reaction and help with the itching too. So either one of those might be helpful and one more than the other, depending on your situation or depending on the person sometimes. So. Different things help differently. All yeah. right. Okay, Dr. Ellsworth, one more question here. A uh, question about what is congestive heart failure uh, and how is it usually treated? Well, Laura, sure good you have a family doc <laughs> on here today, given the variety of your questions today. Uh, <laughs> Just throwing them all at you today, <laughs> all directions. So congestive heart fa- failure can happen with the heart when it's not beating quite as effectively. The okay. function of the heart, uh, maybe from a heart attack, maybe from an infection or a virus can cause heart damage, alcohol, uh, smoking, all those different things, or, or just getting older too, mm-hmm. can, can and high blood pressure can uh, cause heart uh, damage over time or trouble beating or maybe a valve problem. Um, and so then it's leaking and, and the valves aren't working quite as well. And, and so then it, it's not, the function isn't quite as well. So sometimes then we get kind of build up a fluid upstream um, and where, because it, it's waiting to get into the heart, but the mm. heart's not pumping it through as well. Okay. And so then that's when sometimes people get fluid that builds up in their lungs or in their legs. And uh, sometimes then we do fluid pills to help you pee out that extra fluid. So Mm. that way um, it makes it easier for the heart. Okay. So if you have congestive heart failure or having symptoms like that, where Mm -hmm. you can't lay down at night sleeping flat anymore and you start coughing more, your legs get more swollen or anything good to get checked out and, and um, uh, sometimes people need to be in the hospital to get IV medicine to get rid of some of that fluid and to watch the electrolytes and to watch your kidneys and all these things that are in balance with this as we try to treat this. Okay. Um, often a chronic condition that um, likely is not reversible, but we can get try to get on top of it with the medications or other changes, maybe some diet changes, maybe some lower salt diet or restricting fluid intake mm-hmm. some. Um, and um, sometimes it might be temporary if it is from like a virus or uh, one of those other temporary causes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is quite common, especially as we get older and, uh, and something we, we watch for and want to treat. Yeah, so it sounds like it's one of those things that it's good for us to be in tune with our body. And if we see those changes, um, get it checked out. Yep. So and then sometimes they it. have to weigh themselves every day to see mm-hmm. where their fluid status is at. And what's neat is they're getting more programs and stuff where there might be a scale that you have at home and um, where 
maybe in some other equipment that'll check your weight and check your blood pressure and such and send that information right to your doctor or maybe a nurse or someone mm. in in the cardiology office or something that watches those and then that can tell us oh so and so's weight's starting to go up maybe we need to make just a slight tweak right now from home mm -hmm. and that avoids a hospital stay mm -hmm. and that's the whole point then and to keep them at home and, and not have to come into the hospital and and all the money involved with that too mm -hmm. of course so that's these programs and some of these remote programs and maybe then they can pull them up and talk to them on the phone or talk to them on a video monitor and see how they're doing and it's the way technology is helping with some of those programs is really impressive. Yeah, that sounds really wonderful. I mean, some of that's some future stuff. Some of this is some just some pilot programs, mm -hmm. but yeah. Some things that are getting going. Wonderful. Okay. All right. Well, we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio today. Please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. Join us this Thursday, June 8th, for an encore episode of On Call with the Prairie Doc. Prairie Doc host Jill Cruz talks about skin cancer with Kendra Watson from Dakota Dermatology in Sioux Falls and Dr. Jenny Nelson from Avera Medical Group Dermatology in Sioux Falls. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB Television or look for this episode on the Prairie Doc YouTube channel or Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, Stay healthy out there, people.